to Pulp Fiction. This is the action episode of Pulp Fiction. We are going to review Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, the fifth installment of the Mission Impossible franchise. I am your weekly host, Brandon Rabar, joined by my fellow hosts, Jacob Crisp and Rachel Jameson. And um, I'm pretty excited about this week's episode. We we do another podcast, the top five list, and in that we are going to count down our top five action movies of all time. But here we are going to break down Mission Impossible, the number one box office sensation this week. It is summarized this way. Ethan and team take on the most impossible mission yet. Ira- <laughs> try that again? Yeah. <laughs> Ethan and team take on the most impossible mission yet, eradicating the syndicate, an international rogue organization as highly skilled as they are, committed to destroying the IMF. Starring, of course, Tom Cruise, and he is such a big star that he is the only one actually above the title in the credits. Even though Jeremy Renner is a an Oscar nominee now, I thought that was interesting. Rebecca Ferguson is the token hottie in this installment of the uh, franchise, and she she... Yes, please. She <laughs> she filled the void well of being the uh, token hottie. So we'll yeah, go around and, and give... Bond girl. Yes, yes, exactly. We'll go around, uh, give our initial thoughts on Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Jacob, what did you think? Your overall thoughts on the movie? Uh, fun movie. Good action flick. I didn't know that J.J. Abrams had anything to do with it. I forgot he helped with the with the uh, the last one, Ghost Protocol. Right. So when I saw that on the title line, I was pretty excited because I like J.J. Abrams. Oh, he's he awesome, yeah. Pretty much does good stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of like we talked about before we even started recording which is not a lot to action movies you got your good mm-hmm. guy you got your bad guy yeah. and we've got that situation here but it doesn't bother me when it comes to action films you know I can turn my brain off and not, I expect a big expectations but when you bring in Mission Impossibles and these style of movies where they're smart a lot of technology yeah. you know kind of tech toys that mm-hmm. can be a lot of fun and I find myself Throughout this movie and pretty much all the Mission Impossibles or James Bond movies, where it's like, okay, are these actually real? Yeah. You know, things that yeah. exist as far as breaking into like I always think of that too. what's real and what's not. But yeah. it's always fun to watch, and I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Um, Tom Cruise was fantastic. Oh yeah. Like the guy, for as weird as he is, God, he's so fun and, and just he dyes his hair right. Anyway. He has he's fifty three. Is that how he okay, is 53 I figured he was 55, years old. It's ins- but his hair looks amazing. And, I don't <laughs> and know, his body even his body. do yeah. why would he does I think he, I know Watch Mojo so I saw this a couple months ago, have him listed as the number one uh, you know, star that does his own stunts. And that it's is am- amazing. It's that incredible. crane sequence oh, dude. stupid. Yeah. I and mean, it's real, right? Yeah, it's real. He that actually did. Stupid. I mean, that was like all the best. You know, like, you know, awesome. in Ghost Protocol, he actually, you know, climbed the wall of like the tallest, uh, was it in Malaysia or whatever, the tallest <laughs> yes. building in the world. Yeah. Uh, and then in this one, he actually does do the plane stunt. His, it's insane what he does. That was and, that was that was And that maybe was the awesome. fact that he's got, you know, a little bit of a crazy gene in his brain helps <laughs> entertain us because it's so cool watching him work and do his own stunts. Rachel, what's your overall thoughts on the movie? Overall, it was a good action flick. I agree with with Jacob. I'm not a big fan of action movies in general, but of the spy series, I definitely prefer Mission Impossible movies over James Bond, and I don't know exactly why that is. Maybe just Ethan's personality compared to James Bond's personality. I just like better. But I I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Tom Cruise is a fantastic 
action superstar. I, I mean, he's like, a great he, actor, he's, he is. yeah, he's he is an underrated actor. He is, but the fact that he's great. so good that he's actually interesting in action movies mm-hmm. is is amazing to me. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean he's he's so charming and charismatic, and usually in action movies you don't get that. Right, I, I'm rooting for him when I shouldn't care about him at all, really. Right. But because it's Tom Cruise and because he pulls off the action star pl- slash he can be really funny, mm-hmm. like he can kind of do it all. So yeah. I, I think that might be why I prefer the Mission Impossible series over the James Bond series. I agree. So overall, I thought it was a lot of fun. There's there's not a lot to it, but it's a fun little romp. A little long. but It, it, it was, was. It did feel long. I was ready for it to end. But yeah, I, mean, I think it was two hours and 12 minutes, and it felt long to me. I definitely felt it. As a matter of fact, it's, it's an action movie, and I got a little dozy. Uh, well, here's the deal with action movies. I during long chase scenes, I don't care. I'm yeah. tired of it. like I. That's really when movie action movies start to drag for me is long drawn out chase scenes. And there was quite a few in the last hour of this movie. Heck, this is the second Mission Impossible movie where the chase scenes on a motorcycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. Yeah, so, yeah, and and I mean maybe it goes back to the Top Gun days. Yeah, we talked about that. I think with Mad Max, like I'm the same way. I'm just chase scenes. I tune out. I'm like, okay, well. They're chasing each other. Cars go fast. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yep, we all know they're not going to die. There's really yeah. nothing at risk <laughs> yeah. here. But I mean, so, I guess the general population it's, it's loves them. It's still yeah, fun. It's fun. You know? But yeah, my overall thoughts, I, I thought it was a fun movie. I do, I'm the same way. I prefer the Mission Impossible movies, and I think it is because of Tom Cruise. Uh, it's like a bit, you know, James Bond's a little stiff to me. I think the old school James Bond, you know, he's supposed to be kind of charming and fun, but like with the, with the uh, Daniel Craig yeah. version, he's just a little more stiff. Like, I don't, I think there's much of a personality there. I like the old Roger Moore and Sean Connery where he's really charming. Oh, see, I like Daniel Craig. And I like Sean Connery, but those are the only two. Oh, really? Uh, Roger Moore, no thank you. Oh, I liked Roger Moore a oh, lot. God, I punched uh, myself. <laughs> <laughs> but these movies are a little bit more fun, I think. And then uh, I'm not a big Jason Bourne fan. I know a lot of people like him. But to me, those are... Those three series are kind of like, you know, all pretty yeah. close, but I, I like the... They really Mr. are. Possible you could just movies. totally plug in yeah. Yeah. Daniel you Craig could. here you and could. be the exact it's same It's the same movie. thing. It is. You can call it Spectre or whatever. Yeah, you know? it, it really is. They're all the same. <laughs> and it's so funny, like spy movies, and that's why they get a little tedious to me. And it really just becomes about, okay, who can give us the best action sequence, action sets. And this one, like you said, the, the plane, you know, it starts off with the plane scene. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's it kind of like, you know, it... it <laughs> Well, I was going to make a dirty joke there, but it it it, <laughs> it climaxed early um, uh, because that was such a great scene, and you know you can't help because you know it's real. I'm watching it from you. You got what I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> I censored myself, <laughs> but but knowing that Tom Cruise actually did that, it took me out of the movie in a good way. Usually when in get taken out of a movie and like think about real life it's not a good thing but in this i'm like i'm just amazed that tom cruise was doing this because it was so nice to see him hanging off plane but yeah awesome. it, it it was fun for an action flick i think it's actually gonna be hard to talk too much about it because it is just like yeah, I don't every know, other I don't, I don't spy really action outside of individual flick. actors and things like that i mean that being said you know i mean i thought they would kill off tom cruise maybe in this movie and someone will take over hmm. is that a good idea bad idea Probably. I, don't um, know. I, I think that they're so synonymous with one another. Not only that, but I think because Tom Cruise is in such good shape and these movies are still making a lot of money. So don't do it yet. Not yet, but yeah. I could see it down the line for sure. Uh, have you ever heard or seen Rebecca Ferguson? Uh, 
yeah, no, no, I I haven't. But she was, she was hot. Good. Yeah, she was she, never. She was convincing in the action scenes. Yeah, I thought she was, she was a fun. I, I mean, I thought she had pretty decent acting chops for yeah, an action movie. Yeah, I've never heard of her. I thought she was. I good. hadn't either. Did you have you heard of her? Nope. Did you think she was hot? She was all right. Did you want to make out with her? That's what you're not. No, no, she wasn't. She wasn't that hot to me. Yeah, good that, to see Ving Rhames in a movie again. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah, the, the, I actually said that to Rachel last night. I was like, it's, it's kind of nice when he does Mission Impossible movies because you don't see him. And, and the, for the first time ever, I kind of thought he looked a little bit old. Oh yeah, he's he's weathered, but I yeah. don't care. I mean, he's just so fun to watch on the screen. Yeah, I mean, he's still Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, like he'll always Marcellus. he'll always be Marcellus Wallace. So. I thought but, Simon Pegg was a lot of fun. He yeah. was. Yeah, he's he's done so well for himself. You know, since he kind of got started, I I like him in almost everything. He's because he's in Star Trek. Yeah, it's impossible, and there's the third. uh, He's something in the third one. It's not Star Wars, even though he is going to be like behind the scenes and whatever in a robot. I do that too. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Um, Anyway, there's a third franchise he's in. I can't. It's kind of funny he's in a lot of big franchises, but people don't. And people kind of know who Simon Pegg is, but but he's not a big deal. That's a good level of fame to be at. I feel like if I were famous, I'd want to be Simon Pegg famous. Yeah, Yeah. and then of course do all of his uh, Edgar Wright movies as well. Yeah. Jeremy Renner was kind of just there. You yeah, know, he's a really good actor, but he, you know, he's yeah, he's kind of a he's such a good actor. He's kind of a waste. Yeah, in that you role, really, there's talent. not much he's to just, him. He's there, there really was a good time actor. That though. People thought Jeremy Renner was going to be like a big deal, and he just kind of has phased out. I think they were going to do it with the, maybe the Bourne movies. Maybe and, it's right, just, a, just never... a lack of roles because he's really talented. Yeah, he's talented. I mean, from the Hurt Locker. I mean, he did. He I did can't kill Gretel. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and he did a uh, American Hustle. I mean, he, yeah. I really liked him in that. He did Kill the Messenger last yeah. year. But yeah, he hasn't really kind of taken off. I think like people thought he would, but I, I still think he will because, like Rachel said, I think he's really talented. Uh, Alec Baldwin, kind of random. I thought uh, he wasn't in Ghost Protocol, right? I, not that I, I remember. Don't That's remember. A, I don't, I don't remember. remember. The thing about these Mission Impossible movies, they all kind of run together. I just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember maybe sequences, like the motorcycle thing in the second one, or maybe him climbing the, you know, rock climbing. But I'm probably going to forget this one. In oh a yeah, year. all I yeah. remember which, is the which plane stinks, scene. It's a fun movie. Yeah, I did like the underwater scene where he has to go and yeah, take the cool. take the chip out and put the new one in. I was pretty into that. Mm-hmm. And you knew the that, opera sequence was really cool. Too. Yes, that was my other the yeah. I thought the opera sequence was really really cool. Yeah. And well and it to me it like made me think of The Godfather 3 because how many like kind of action sequences are built around an opera. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't help but to think of Godfather 3 there, but they do a really good job of mixing comedy with the action while it's going on. And the opera sequence was a good example of that. It was Simon Pegg. He had, kept having to punch the thing to make it work right, and it right. kept screwing up Tom Cruise <laughs> as he was trying to fight the guy. Right. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I I didn't love it, but but as far as spy action movies go, yeah, I it, was it was enjoyable. Yeah, well, most action movies we see are just blow things up, aka Michael Bay. Yeah, and so a little bit of that was going on, but I, it's just a better storyline. Uh, I'm not familiar with the uh, director Christopher McQuarrie, and you know he wrote this as well. So uh, props to him. So yeah, what what else has he it. done? Um, on IMDb, his top four movies are The Edge of Tomorrow. You just oh. what? He must be right. He yeah, must, must be. A be he's a writer. Um, what is he? What is he actually directed? He's never directed anything. So, oh, he did oh, Jack, Jack Reacher. Reacher and The Way of the Gun, which I hadn't seen that. In yeah, a long time. yeah. But Jack Reacher was a pretty yeah, decent, decent. underrated flick. Yeah. yeah, Tom Cruise though. I think if you stick Tom Cruise in an action movie, it's at least going to be decent. It will be. And he always picks smart he action does. movies. He does. Yep. And fun action movies. Because Edge of Tomorrow was... 
so good. Oh, that was a great action <laughs> yeah. flick. That was a great action flick. Like, actually, when we were looking at lists, a lot of the action movies that I considered were Tom Cruise movies, just yeah. because of Tom Cruise, really. And it really kind of shows his diversity as an actor, you know? And, and I think that, for a long time, was an underrated actor, because, I mean, he was fantastic. You know, he started off in Top Gun, became a superstar, you know, well, Risky Business before that. Uh, all the right moves, outsiders. But then he became an action star in Top Gun, and that's where he really became a superstar. But then he could have just stayed with that, with that route. But he decided to do things like Rain Man, Born on the Fourth of July, yeah. uh, Fuga Men, The Firm, that really showed off his acting chops. But then he showed he could do comedy with like Jerry Maguire, and of course, you know things. <laughs> I mean, he yeah. he's really. A real, he's got a really good he's range. He's still an underrated actor. He still is an underrated he's a, actor. He's a huge superstar, right? And then he went kind of nuts, so now he's known as like the nuts guy. Exactly. But he's he's one of the best actors working. He yeah. still he still brings it in. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. His range and the ability to be a superstar. And I read a thing, and I, this is an interesting thought. Magnolia, Tropic Thunder. Like if you just look at his range and his roles, Collateral, Minority Report, Vanilla Sky. And he's always in great movies. He picks great movies. But I read a deal that was saying that he's kind of the last true superstar, like movie superstar, which basically what they're saying is like nowadays, the stars of today, like the Channing Tatums and the Leo DiCaprios, it's kind of a different deal because of social media and kind of like the connection with fans and, you know, being all over the place and being plastered all over the place. It's kind of a different connection now with stars. The era of the, like the the Paul Newmans and the Robert Redfords and the Tom Cruises, where they're kind of on this kind of like other level, they're saying that he's kind of the last. We're certainly uh, in a transition right now. I know what you're talking about um, because when you think about the big young stars right now, if Chris Pratt mm-hmm. goes down the road, he could become one. Right, he might be already on his way. But when you think of the Harrison Fords and some of those things right. that you just said, it's not quite the same. It's not. It's not quite the same. Yeah. Kind of held in a different regard, yeah. but yeah, I'm I'm glad to see, and I th- I think that Tom Cruise is kind of you know on a comeback path because he was labeled as the nuts guy, and and there are rumors of him stepping out of Scientology because I was going to say, have that. you heard about this? Yeah. Did you read about it? Uh, I actually just looked it up to see if there's any new news because I hadn't heard that for like I heard that like a month ago maybe. Uh-huh. What, um, what are we talking about? Tom Cruise stepping away from Scientology. Any reason? Or is that what you're looking? Because of his daughter, they labeled her as what are they labeled them as uh what's the name they put on that's like a bad alien i, I can't remember but it's, it basically like they're not worthy and you have to cut those people out of your life yeah they're saying like he's going like no yeah, that's right. my daughter like, right and so there's rumors that he said and if he steps away from scientology i think the public will really come they'll back embrace to him, him. yeah they'll embrace him again i think that's kind of the last like i think they're over the couch oprah katie holmes thing but i think i think everybody like wants things. to love tom cruise right. but oh, they yeah. just think he's a nutbag right. but that's scientology i don't remember <laughs> right. him being a nutbag before, before that. he that. wasn't he wasn't and and that's going to be a huge uh, blow to scientology because he's oh. kind of the last one the <laughs> last is. big John name Travolta they have isn't helping that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, so it, and if he steps away not only will it i mean it's two positives one tom cruise will be fully embraced again because the american public's really forgiving of their stars oh, yeah. and then scientology will take a huge blow so it's kind of like two positives so i'm really hoping that happens yeah yeah me as well so I overall yeah, yeah, i don't have anything else to say just you know? a fun movie go see it it's gonna be number one at the box office this weekend i think it's gonna make upwards of 50 million dollars yeah good fun flick Got a relatively short, relatively short week here. So I mean, 
so as far as what we've been watching lately, it's kind of like... Yeah, it's it's uh, just the same stuff, actually, because we're... we're that's we're, not true. I watched all of what Hot American Summer, oh. first day of camp. Ah, so Missy and I haven't got to watch it yet. We haven't even watched a single... How was it? It was really funny. If you liked the movie, then you will definitely like the series. Oh, I love the movie. What I didn't know about the series going in... First of all, it's eight episodes, 30 minutes long, Netflix original... And it has all of the original cast on it, as well as a million cameos from every... Like, I don't want to spoil any of them, but there's some pretty impressive cameos in there. That's awesome. Um, But what I didn't know going into it is the movie is the last day of camp. And at some point in the movie, Brandon and I talked about this a little bit, but they talk about, like, 15 years from now, we're going to meet here and we're going to have a reunion. At at 9 a.m., well, can we make it nine thirty? I already got something. Right. Scared. Like uh, I want to sleep in, and then we'll say we'll be there at nine. They talk about really that. How about you just show up on time? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. In the movie, uh, they well, mentioned that. I've never heard of the movie but before we started doing this. Oh, so you haven't seen it yet? Oh, you've got to watch okay. Hot American Summer. It's kind of assumed that that's where you're going to pick up, but it's not. It's actually a prequel to the movie, which is hilarious because it's fourteen years later. So all these actors are fourteen years older. <laughs> it was already absurd that they were playing teenagers when they were in like their late twenties, early. 30s and now they're like <laughs> nearing 40 but they're playing 16 year olds that is oh, wow. so great do they like wink at the audience for that oh, really? or is it a ton that a ton. is so great cool. see i didn't know that i let's assumed it that out. it was it, i assumed that they were going to play off the whole let's meet again in 10 or 20 or whatever years that's what was. you would naturally assume but there's when even it's the little... first day of camp i i didn't at all think it would be a prequel i thought it'd be the like first day of camp like 10 20 right. years later well oh, like john slattery so is in this uh-huh. and he's kind of hitting on amy poehler and she's like I'm way too young for you. I'm 16. Like there's, <laughs> there's little things about that all over the place about how, oh, how old they cool. are and how young they're supposed to be playing. Paul Rudd though was my favorite thing in the movie and he is by far my favorite thing in the series. That makes me so happy because he was my favorite in the movie. You taste like burger. I don't like you <laughs> I don't anymore. like you anymore. How he pushes the kid out of the van. <laughs> it's so good. If nothing else, if you want to get hooked, just watch like the first 10 minutes of the first episode and Paul Rudd's introduction is like the funniest thing. I watched it by myself, which always hurts comedies because you're just not inclined to laugh out loud when you watch things by yourself. Uh-huh. That got a, an actual LOL from me. Nice. Is I'm oh, I'm sure it yeah, had to. Yeah, it would have to be. I mean, look. It's so it probably transfers over to the TV show as well? Oh, yeah. I need something new to watch. And so yeah, you, you got to watch the movie like, first. Do we know if the get... movie's on Netflix by chance? Yes, it is. It is. Cool. It right. is. Uh, they're both on Netflix. But so... you've got to watch the movie first. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of there is a lot of jokes that you'll miss if you haven't seen the movie. First. Uh, I was wondering that so they do reference. I the hadn't movie. like I'd seen the movie, but oh, I hadn't seen, seen it in probably three years or something like that. So I watched the series and then I kind of put the movie on in the background because I've seen it before. But there's a ton of things that even I forgot that actually translated into the series. Oh, so so if you have time to watch both of them back to back, you should definitely do that. Well, but you know, it is really funny. I it's been hyped like Netflix has been pushing it yeah. big time, and it did not disappoint. I'm so excited about that. It was in consideration for my favorite comedies. Right. You know, it became a it became a cult, it's become a cult classic. It's blown up. It, it like went completely under the radar when it hit movie theaters and then you know, like and if you look at the cast, Amy Poehler, Paul Rudd, Bradley Cooper, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Th- yeah. It was before they were stars. Who was a 24-year-old playing a 16-year-old. 
when no, she it like she's came out. she's well now now she's twenty four, but she's like I have to pass for a sixteen year old, and they're like, there's no way you can do it. So she does something with her hair, and they're like, oh, like, <laughs> there's a lot of jokes wink, wink. like that. Oh, uh, that is so great. Yeah, it's a great cast. Well, I'm excited about that. Uh, I think Missy and I are going to be watching that this week. Yeah, I can't wait. There's so many Paul Rudd one-liners in there. That's they're so amazing. Oh, that makes me cool. happy. That's cool. Nice. Good job, Netflix. Yeah, they got real. so many shows to watch. I don't know where to start. Start uh, with Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah, it's so good. It's, only, it's not that big of a commitment. It's eight episodes, 30 minutes apiece. Yeah, that's not bad. That's why I knocked it out in two days. So, The only thing I've really watched uh, since the last time we did a podcast uh, that's worth mentioning is this movie called Creep. That's also on Netflix. Uh, it's a uh, it's one of those found footage movies. It's basically this guy answers a Craigslist ad. Uh, somebody wants a videographer because he's dying and yeah martin duplass is in it you know who's in the league and he's done a lot of you know indie movies kind of his name's kind of you know he's still underground but it's he's starting to blow up a little bit in the right circles but uh and he does a lot of writing and directing as well it's a it's a horror flick but it's really it's a cool movie i actually liked it quite a bit comedy horror yeah it's a comedy horror yes exactly we talked about that the other day uh, and it's re- it really is funny because he's really a, a comedian, a comic actor. Yeah. And he's funny in this, but he plays a guy that hires someone to film him because his son is dying, and he wants to have a video for his son. But as you get to know the guy, it doesn't take very long for him to be really creepy. He, I mean, the the movie Did you watch is it too? A- yeah. yeah. Okay. The movie is aptly titled. He is a creep. I won't I won't spoil anything, but. The movie takes some twists and turns, and uh, but the thing that I liked is the the cameraman. I don't know who he's played by. Yeah, actually. I don't know who he's played by either. Um, but you go Patrick through a Bryce. series of things, like you're kind of watching it from the cameraman's perspective, obviously, because you're watching the footage. But you're thinking, like, why would you continue to do this? And then Mark Duplass will give some explanation. You're like, eh, yeah, okay, well, maybe. I could, yeah, I could see like why maybe watching. I wouldn't bolt right now. Yeah. Uh, so yes. they did a really good job handling like things just didn't get so absurd that yeah, you're like, why real. would he ever do that? Right. Is there um, really only two actors in this whole movie? Yep. Yep. Okay. It's just the two of them. But it's done really well. Like, and you'll never get bored. It's a short movie. It was like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. But it's really entertaining. You know that. Oh, <laughs> uh, I did. I did. But it's entertaining. It's it's on Netflix. I, I would suggest watching yeah, it. Yeah, it's worth it's, the watch. If, if you like comedy and horror, it's it's a good combination of the two. Uh, I watched three movies um, in the last four days. So the first, uh, I rewatched Rain's World. It's been a while yes. nice. since we've been talking about nice. it lately. And I think it still holds up very well. I forgot, you just forget how many things were happening in the early 90s, especially with grunge and yeah. music yeah. and things like that. So I won't too, talk too much longer about that, but it just was a fun watch. Oh, yeah. I need to rewatch it. It's been a while since I've watched it. I rewatched Drive for the first oh. time in a couple of years, which I really, you know, I think a lot I of people either Drive. like it or they thought it was pretentious yep. and hated it. That's exactly how it yeah. went. Now, I true. really enjoyed it. I, I did too. It. A buddy of mine says it's a, uh, it's a movie for Ross, Ryan Gosling's face. <laughs> well, it, I can't argue a, that, but I it think, is a lot of Ryan Gosling. Um, I think the problem with Drive is with a movie called Drive, and given the trailers, I think a lot of people were expecting some sort of like Mission Impossible, nice Fast and Furious, <laughs> yeah, like true. a slightly deeper Fast and Furious, and that's not what it was. Yeah. So I think it got a lot of backlash from that. But it was it was an awesome movie. Yeah. Uh, it's like if you're familiar with Nicholas Winding Refn, you know that his movies yes. aren't like that right. at all. Yes. They right. just take a turn at any moment. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, and but, I love the soundtrack. Oh, the soundtrack is awesome. I forgot yeah. how great it was. Did it's you been enjoy, a while since I listened to it. Did you enjoy Oscar Isaac? Now he, that you are he aware was cool. who he now is. Now that I know who he is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was the first movie I think I ever really saw him in. Yeah, and it was his biggest. Like, boom, boom, boom. He's in all yeah. these indie yeah. movies, and now he's really coming on. He's going to be, he'll probably be a movie star after Star Wars. I think so. Yeah, too. I'm sure I he will so be. Um, especially after, like, you know, Ex Machina or earlier this year that he was really good in. Yeah. So. Uh, so and he's got, gonna be an X Men as well. He, oh, that's X-Men right. Yeah. So, he's, so he's got. So he's got like he's coming off this really great critical uh, movie in X Machina, and then two huge franchises. And he's got that HBO miniseries coming up, which is I'm oh, sure so critics good. are gonna love. So because he'll be loved by the wire. It's David Simon. Called? It's David Simon that did the Wire. Uh, what was it called? Um, crap. I will pull it up. Um, but between. Critics are gonna love him, and viewers are gonna love him coming up. He's about to explode. Yeah, I agree. Show me a hero. Yeah, that was okay. it. Yeah, right. show me a hero. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Drive, though, I need to rewatch it. Uh, Have you only I, seen it once or twice? Maybe? I've seen it twice, Okay, yeah. but it's just been a while. I say that. I mean, the movie came out about five years ago, no, but no. I feel like I haven't seen it in a long time. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it seemed like it was just a year or so ago. Yeah. It's already been four years. Uh, the third movie I watched uh, was Cape Fear. And um, wasn't really sure what to expect. I always, for some reason, thought it was a horror, probably because it came out, what, 95-ish? Well, and the um, font kind of looks horror-ish. Right. Was, <laughs> I never, oh, 91. Yeah, that so, was early 90s. Well, earlier than that. And so um, I always needed to see it. It's fun to see Scorsese do different genres. Right. You know, we yeah. mostly know him as generally, you know, mafia-style mafia movies. Crime. So, you know, I have seen Shutter Island. I have seen, um, oh, what's one with the little boy in the train? And uh, it's kind of came out like three Hugo? years ago. Hugo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so when you see movies that are kind of against what he normally yeah. does. It's You still notice his styles. There's a lot of close-ups, right. a lot of quick yeah. editing. Uh, what there isn't is like a lot of flashy music or, mm-hmm. you know, abrupt, you know, true, um, you know, things like that. But um, it was fun. To see. It was fun. It was fun to see, especially Robert De Niro in this role. Oh, Max uh, Cady is a great character. Yeah. Robert De Niro is is Looney Tunes in it and he plays it really really well. Yep, I wanted it's to punch Juliet favorite... Lewis but Robert De Niro was awesome. Oh yeah, he's the really the movie comes down to it's worth watching just for Robert De Niro. That's basically it. And and, yeah. and that whole that last sequence with the with the boat uh, that was pretty nuts. That was crazy. Yeah. So um, if you haven't seen it, uh, someone who's not a big, you know, and it's not horror. It's not. All it is is a thriller. Yeah, it's yeah. a thriller. Yeah. It's you know, I don't think it holds up great. It's not a great movie. Uh, but it's a fun watch. Yeah. And they, you should, definitely should watch it for Robert De Niro and that last sequence. Yeah. It's pretty intense. Absolutely. And De Niro, so. like, I remember, uh, you know, he kind of strips down and, and he is ripped in this movie. Oh, yeah. And he was like 50 years old at the time. You know, Robert De Niro is one of those actors I say I miss. I miss him doing, mm. like, good roles. But I bet I haven't seen half his old movies. Yeah, and you so really should. And so I should just... Start doing that if I miss a guy yeah. because oh here's a movie right here Have where seen he's fun to watch. Taxi Driver, yeah, Raging yeah. Bull, yeah, okay, good yeah. fellas. I've seen all this good stuff. Okay. I mean like Kings of Comedy. Oh, things okay, like, like that. The, the kind of the second tier, right? Yeah, right. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Have you seen Awakenings? Yes. Okay, good movie. I'm just gonna list everything in your own movie. <laughs> see if you see it. That's gonna be the rest of this podcast. If you don't like hearing about the Nero movies, just just turn not us even off about right him. Now. Just if Jake yeah. has seen him or not. <laughs> Remember that one time De Niro was in. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so that is what we've watched this week here at Pulp Fiction. Um, anything else you'd like to add? Not me. Uh, be sure to tune in next week. We're going to review Fantastic Four and see if Marvel can at all 
redeem this franchise. You know, it's kind of a catastrophe. The the first Fantastic Four movies were just so terrible, and it's a bummer because what's happened is our culture now views comic book heroes based on the movies, whereas it used to be based on the comics. Yeah. So like the Fantastic Four. I read some of the comics and they were good. And the Fantastic Four was one of Marvel's like big staples, uh, one of their big money. I mean, they were really, really popular. But people like you know nowadays don't think of them that way. They think of them like oh those crappy superheroes. Oh, the that, just, I mean, obliterated any kind of respect I ever had for it. See, which, and, that, and that's a bummer because yeah. So so how people view them now is by movies, and so people think these characters are like kind of craps. I'm like, dude, Fantastic Four. Is, in in the Marvel universe, they're much bigger deal than uh, like Ant Man for sure. But Guardians really of the even, Galaxy, oh, bigger, right. really even bigger than, bigger than Iron Man. I was, that's what I was getting to. Really, really bigger than Iron Man. I mean, it's pretty. It was fairly close, but really, Fantastic Four was a bigger deal than Iron Man. X Men and Superman. Yeah, and they, I mean, they were they were huge. They were they so. were huge, and so it's they need to redeem it. So I'm really really hoping that this movie redeems them just from those character standpoint because. They weren't done any justice with those movies uh, when they're really great characters. And there hasn't been a lot of hype for it, which is concerning. Jacob has mentioned how they're... It, mm-hmm. they're I mean, like we know it's coming out, but they're not pushing it big time like they normally do, which My is... My expectations aren't high. Josh Trank got pulled from a Star Wars project because of his attitude on the Fantastic, Fantastic mm-hmm. Four set. So I just don't have high expectations. Well, they do have some good talent in there, though. (laughs) They do. I mean, Michael B. Jordan. Kate Mara. Kate Mara is good. Uh, Uh, Miles Teller. So just between that, like, they have some good young talent. So I'm really hoping that the scripts uh, can back all of that up. That's a good point. Who wrote the script? Just out of curiosity. Uh, Looks like there's a pass. Oh, that's great. Miles Uh, Teller co-wrote what? No way. Oh, that's a star. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Screenplay by three different people. Ah, uh, that's never a good sign. Of course, what, there was some movie we we reviewed lately that had a bunch of screenwriters. Yeah, that's right. That yeah. was surprising. So, so, so anyways, next week, uh, Fantastic Four. We'll see what happens with that, and uh, be sure to check out our other podcast this week that's tied with uh, Mission Impossible. We're going to count down our top five action movies of all time. Be sure to tune in next week. Thank you for listening to Pulp Fiction.